I'm so afraid to fall in love again. I'm afraid that the barely healed wounds will bust open and then I'll be back in that dark place with a teary-eyed, mascara-stained face contemplating if I really am that great, then why bitches keep playing with me? Trying to figure out what's so difficult about staying with me. Meanwhile, you're standing steadfast on your feet. and My insecurities got me halfway down the street. I overthink so much. It's almost like I'm trying to beat you to the punch. There's no way possible you could think that I'm enough. I'm cute sometimes. I can't dance. I listen to slow music and write basic rhymes. My shit is nowhere near together. I snap at your attempts to make me better, but you don't get discouraged. You feed parts of me that I didn't even know were malnourished, and that's terrifying as fuck. But even so, I'm happy to call you mine. And maybe that's why I question it all the time. I've never been loved in this way. You make the unfinished pieces feel okay. I can exist and you can too, separately as me and you. Two different worlds, two different lives, united by the common desire to survive, but that doesn't make the unknown easier to bear. It's hard to adjust to such unfamiliar care, but I want to. I enjoy experiencing life with you. Hello, 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 my loves. How are y'all doing? Hey, welcome back to Misha's room. I know I'm a little late, but I'm pretty sure y'all are over it. You know, Misha be late. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> but um, in full transparency, I procrastinated recording this episode because this piece is you know a little triggering just a little nothing like see all oh, even black knows how this one makes me sad that's my dog he just was like sighing in the background but anyway so um yeah this piece is not like a negative bad cry oh you know the world's ending kind of piece but it does you know bring up some shit but that's all right because that's what we do in misha's room we hear it we deal with it we address it we acknowledge it and we move forward. So, this episode of Misha's Room is all about love. Or at least the fears that like are often associated with love or with like situationships or relationships, whatever you're dealing with. Um, you know, some fears come up when you think about it. Like it's a scary thing to try to like put it all out there for somebody and not knowing how they're going to handle it how you're going to handle it, how you're going to respond to it, but still trying to like truly lean into and embrace the idea of love, right? Anyway, like we all know, the great James Baldwin said, nothing can be changed until it is faced. So in this poem, I was kind of acknowledging the fears that I had about love. So let's get comfortable. Let's jump right in into dissecting fears. So I open a poem with, um, I'm so afraid to fall in love again. I'm afraid that the barely healed wounds will bust open and then I'll be back in that dark place with a teary eyed mascara stained face contemplating if I really am that great, then why bitches keep playing with me? So that, that little stanza is referring to like the few bad experiences that I've had in the past. Like I've called myself loving people and giving my all to them and leaning into it and just like, you know, being genuine and wholeheartedly 
into someone. And those things have kind of, you know, left me in a losing battle with depression, which eventually triggered my anger issues. I had to go to anger management a few times, but that's okay. Because, you know, counseling therapy helps. <laughs> anger management assisted me in many, many ways. But, um, yeah, like those bad experiences that I've had in the past, you know, made me a little bit, you know, hesitant about embracing something that seems like it could be love or, you know, the idea of letting somebody actually love me was a little difficult to wrap my mind around. And so, um, I, I admitted that I was afraid that the barely healed wounds would bust open. So like the pieces of me that I had just stitched together, that I had just, you know, got my hands around like, this is it. I was afraid that once I allowed somebody to, um, <clears throat> to enter that part of me again, that those pieces would bust open as in the same damage that happened before would end up happening again. And I would end up turning into like that sad, angry bitch that I didn't want to be like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then, um, I say contemplating if I really am that great, then why bitches keep playing with me, bro. Like if you look at me on paper, like look at me on paper, my nigga, like I <laughs> check all these boxes. Like, it's a lot of, not to toot my own, call it what you want. I don't even care if it is me toot my own horn. Like, I'm a bad bitch, for real, for real. Like, I say, you know, when people say, on a scale from 1 to 10, like, what do you think you are? I'm like dead ass at 8.5. Like, I'm a solid 8.5. And the only reason I'm not a 9 is because I don't have no ass. But on paper, I check a lot of boxes. And it's like, I am, but... Even though I'm all of these great things, um, the people that I'm with or the relationships that I find myself in, none of them are like the one. Like none of them have shown that this is like the relationship that's going to last forever. And, you know, I'm not married. I'm fucking single now. <laughs> but yeah, um, I it ended up making me, you know, question like, if I check all of these boxes, if I'm supposedly all is good, then like what's missing? Like why isn't it working? What about me? And then it started to kind of like reinforce these feelings of inadequacy that I developed over the course of my life. You know, it's some shit that me and Kim, my counselor, are working through. But um, yeah. So then jumping back in, trying to figure out what's so difficult about staying with me. Meanwhile, you're standing steadfast on your feet. My insecurities got me halfway down the street. I overthink so much. It's almost like I'm trying to beat you to the punch. There's no way you could possibly think that I'm enough. I'm cute sometimes. I can't dance. I listen to slow music and write basic rhymes. So, um, when I go into this stanza, I'm talking about how the other person, like my partner at this time, was really, really there. Like they were really trying, they were putting forth effort. They were like pushing past some, you know, shit that they had to deal with to try to do things to satisfy me. And I was afraid to like let myself love them or to accept the love that they were trying. So, you know, hard to show me. Um, I'd be in my head telling myself how like, you know, nah, this shit too good to be true. You remember what happened last time? Uh-huh. You think you you think this shit's sweet now? It's it, it is sweet now. It is sweet now. But you know that sour coming like little sour patch kid, you know. And I would be in my head having that like 
shred of doubt the whole time. And it's like, why are you sitting here doubting something instead of just leaning into the goodness that it is? Or even if it is like eventually not going to work, like why are you so damn focused on the possibility of it not working, but not acknowledging the possibility of it, you know, actually working? Because if the shit feels good, why won't you just let good be good? I don't know. This is me in my head. You know, like I said, I overthink so fucking much. Then um, I went on to say I'm cute sometimes. I can't dance. I listen to soul music and write basic rhymes. So although I mentioned earlier that I'm like fire, fire on paper. Like if you look at it, it's like, damn, this who you fucking with? Okay. Like I mentioned that earlier, but I still sometimes I'm in my head like, Misha, you're a regular bitch. Like, like you a regular bitch with some amplified flaws. Like, even earlier I said I'm an 8.5. I'd be a 9 if I ain't had no ass. My ass is really, like, it's an okay ass. It's not a big ass, but it's okay. And it's like, I don't even have to acknowledge the fact that it's not okay because I have... Oh, it's not big. It is okay. <laughs> I don't even have to acknowledge the fact that it's an okay ass because in reality, like... I have all of these other positive things that I can go and list. Like, I don't have to highlight the negatives in me. Yet, for whatever reason, those feelings of inadequacy that um, me and Kim are working on, I am insisting on sharing negative things about myself and focusing on the flaws. It's like, okay, so see, eventually this person is going to see how you aren't worth it, you know? So rather than let them see that, I'll just, you know, be prepared for when they do and this shit doesn't work not a good idea don't suggest doing that but that's the way that i thought and that's the way that i was moving and so um then i go on to say my shit is nowhere near together i snap at your attempts to make me better but you don't get discouraged you feed parts of me that i didn't even know were malnourished and that's terrifying as fuck so with this person whenever they would try to like push me like pass some things challenge my thinking on some things i would give them some pushback like i always found some kind of reason to you know not necessarily snap but to have an attitude or something like that and it was like that's not cool you should be able to allow the person that you give a fuck about to express themselves in a way without feeling you know like they got to worry about you being defensive and so yeah that was me like i snap at your attempts to make me better then um what was crazy is like when i did sit back and just chill and let them teach me some things or whatever they would show me shit that i didn't even know i needed it was awesome like i never considered this as being a possible option for me and so to now see it feel it experience it have it is like whoa bitch this is different like this is different and you know a lot of people fear the unknown and I'm one of those people. So that different shit was like, whoo, I don't know, man. Terrifying as fuck. Then I go on to say, but even so, I'm happy to call you mine. Maybe that's why I question it all the time. I've never been loved in this way. This short stanza is just talking about how I would look for flaws in our relationship because I didn't think that like that love could really be real. Like I said, I didn't think that I was necessarily deserving of it or I felt like the person was going to eventually see my flaws and see that, you know, I'm not necessarily worth investing in. So to kind of feel like 
somebody was actually valuing me made me a little bit skeptical. So, you know, it's like, that's why I question it all the time. It went back to that, like, you know, it's too good to be good. I mean, too good to be true shit. And it was so different. It was very different. You know, I've never been loved in that way. I moved on to say, um, you make the unfinished pieces feel okay. I can exist and you can too. Separately as me and you. Two different worlds, two different lives, united by the common desire to survive. There's some heavy shit. This, this, that part right there is like the heaviest part of um, going back to this whole piece. This, this is the triggering part because it's like, okay, have you ever witnessed like two totally different entities just like work? Totally different people. Just like work or two totally different things just work together to create something that's like, you know, really fucking beautiful. Not like yin and yang, but like two separate chaotic forces moving so cohesively that they maintain a state of homeostasis. I guess that is kind of yin and yang, but whatever. It's not like good and bad. It's just different. <clears throat> but yeah, that was like, that's what the love was like. And it was crazy because it was so fucking different. Like, you didn't feel like you had to be engulfed in one another or have to be a part of every aspect of my life. It was like, we can totally exist as these two separate entities, but we, like, have that common desire to survive, which, you know, was beautiful. So as long as you wanted to dance, you danced. As long as you wanted it to work, it worked. I wrapped it up with. But that doesn't make the unknown easier to bear. It's hard to adjust to such unfamiliar care, but I want to. I enjoy experiencing life with you. Life is, you know, but an experience. There's no possession over it. There's no ownership. There's no like, this is exactly how it has to go every single time somebody experiences life. It's different. And it's like, um, in this case, although life and love was different I wanted it like I didn't know what to do with it or how to get it or how to handle it or exactly how to respond to it but it was one of those things where you know I wanted to learn like the shared experience of coexisting together but separately but still in unison I don't know it's fucking crazy and like that experience was something that made it worth trying to figure out so it made like the unknown kind of worth it in a sense it made like i don't know the love made going through the unknown worth the pain frustration aggravation or you know anxiety and all of those fears that did uproot it made it like yeah i can i'm willing to deal with this because I want to experience this. I want to continue experiencing this. And as previously stated, if it was something that, you know, all parties involved wanted to continue as long as, you know, that desire to survive remained, then the love continued to flourish and continues to grow. And so when I think back about fears, one half of me is like, to be transparent is gonna be salty it's like see bitch you did it again <laughs> you let down that guard and shit happens and then you know shit falls through but as i've come to realize you can't necessarily associate 
your worth or your value or anything like that with the longevity of a relationship or anything, any kind of interaction with a person outside of you. You can't necessarily do that because then it's, it creates a lot of room for error. And so um, I've been working past that a lot and I still don't feel as afraid as I used to. I thought that, you know, after a heartbreak or something like that, then I would fall back into this like, see bitch, that's what happens. That's what you get for it. But it's like, no, I actually feel like, you know, you walk away with some new things, like some things, uh, there are new possibilities, like the same things that I was valuing and I was cherishing. And I was just like, oh, bitch, I like that. In the last relationship are things that I still carry over. Like, bitch, I still love going here. I still love doing that. Like, I still love it. You know, relationships just help you learn more about you. And that's something that I'm going to keep taking and walking away with. So thank y'all for coming to this episode of Misha's Room. Again, I apologize for the tardiness, but fuck it. It's life. We know how it goes. (laughs) Um, See you next time.